Well, it's been a full day, hasn't it? I, I am going to read the passage of Scripture. Uh, if you're new with us, we're in a bit of a series in the Gospel of Mark. And what the agreement is, is that you guys read a chapter of Mark for the week. So this past week, what have you guys been reading? Nine. Good, good. Okay, so we're on the same page. <laughs> and then my part of the bargain is that I will preach from somewhere within that chapter in the coming week, on that Sunday. Now, I think today, rather than try and squeeze a 25-minute message into 10 minutes, I think what I'll do is I'll read, I'll give you a hint at what will be coming next week. So what I, what I want you to do is continue to read chapter 9. If you're completely bored, you can go on to chapter 10. You'll just have to wait a couple weeks till we get there. But there is so much in this chapter 9 that I don't think we can really get through all of it. And so go back, read some of that, and I'll, I'll read to you what I was gonna, the passage I was going to share, uh, with you, um, and then next week I'll preach from that. Does that sound fair? Is that okay? And, and guess what? You're going to get out like five minutes early, so you'll beat the Baptists and Methodists to the restaurant. So, Mark chapter 9. I was going to preach from the transfiguration. Mark's account. It starts in verse 2. Anybody have the page number for the Pew Bibles? 689, okay. If you don't have a Bible, you can open up one and look for it. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. Then they asked him, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He said to them, Elijah is indeed coming first to restore all things. How then is it written about the Son of Man that he is to go through many sufferings and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come. And they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written about him. The, the, the only thing I want you to take away from today is something that I think, and we'll, we'll unpack this a lot more next week. 
So keep reading chapter 9, but if you want to focus here, you can focus on, on this part. It's the voice from the cloud. This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen. That's an imperative Greek word there. That means it's, it's a command. It is something that is there. Listen to Him. And the emphasis there is alone. Listen to Him and Him only. I think that is a good instruction that a lot of times we in the church really can miss. And so, next Sunday, if you're interested in hearing more about how how really we can get off, both as Christians, it's really going to kind of be a, a message for the church. How we let other things, even some things that aren't bad, they're just not Jesus. And so next week, I want to encourage you to come. I want you to be thinking about this as you read over the next week that the imperative of the voice from the cloud, the Father's voice, is for us to listen to Jesus. And Jesus primary it is in the primary slot alone that jesus is the one that directs that guides that is the litmus test that is the picture of what god is all about so if you want to hear what what kind of crowds in there and and gets us off track and gets us messed up then i want to encourage you to be here next sunday because the goal of following jesus you know that's what it means to be a disciple right Jesus allowed him, uh, worship from his disciples to him later on in some of the Gospels. But primarily, Jesus never said, worship me, but Jesus said, follow me a lot. And the only way we can follow is if we are listening and ready to go. And so I want to encourage you, as you read this week, look at those places. Some of you have red letter Bibles. When, when those words are there, it's Jesus speaking. Listen to him, the voice will say. See if that transforms what you're reading in the next week. But let me pray for us. Because the word of God is not this. It's Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we turn to you, the living word of God. And we long to hear your voice. For some of us, the written Word of God, which we call the Bible, has been the thing that has pointed us to You. But the goal is to hear Your voice so that we might follow You. Not just be worshipers of Jesus, but to be followers of Jesus. To be servants like Jesus, like You were a servant. So help us this week as we both read our chapter and as we go to school and get into the rhythm of the new year. Help us to listen for Your voice. For I believe that You are always speaking. We need open ears to hear. So Holy Spirit, come and do that in and through us. For we ask this in the name of the living Word of God. That name is Jesus. Amen.